welcome to today's show. I'm so excited you are here. We have a special Soul Chats today with Crystal Trevors. Crystal is the founder of Live Joy Coaching. She is an accredited transformational life and business coach, Akashic Record Consultant, and Intuitive Healing Facilitator. Inspired by her own spiritual awakening, Crystal has built a series of coaching programs designed to teach women how to listen to themselves, body, mind, and spirit, shift their perspective about the world and their potential in it, and move forward towards living their most fulfilled life. All of her Live Joy programs are designed to support the spiritually curious and are used by many as a guide through the awakening process. With a beautiful blend of science and spirituality, Crystal encourages all of her clients to enter her programs with curiosity, open-mindedness, and willingness to look at all things from different perspectives. This was a really fun conversation that we had, Crystal and I. We talk about discernment, the awakening process and what that looks like. We also talk about organized religion and trusting what it is that your soul is being guided to do and so much more. I'm so excited to share this soul chats with you. So let's jump in. Hi, Crystal. I'm so excited for you to be here today. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm happy to be here too. Awesome. I know you have a lot of clients that are going through a spiritual awakening. Can you share with our audience what that looks like for some people and how they can navigate it? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, um, I think that sometimes when you talk to people, they don't really know that they're having a spiritual awakening or they're just not aware of even what that looks like or feels like. Um and what I find is a common theme is that they're on this quest to find meaning in their life. And there's this awakening to find this meaning and purpose and this feeling that they were meant for more. And sometimes a feeling of stuck, right? Being stuck in life. That's probably the biggest common theme in my um, clientele. Yeah. So when someone's going through a spiritual awakening, they have this stuck feeling. I call it the feeling of like something's off, something's missing, and they're not really sure what that is, but they're seeking and they're searching for something. What was your experience with your spiritual awakening? Oof. Um, my spiritual awakening um, was extraordinary. It was fast and furious. Like it, it, um, I'm an, I'm that example of the person that doesn't listen and you get the gentle nudge and you get the little whisper and you don't listen and you don't listen and the signs get louder. Mm-hmm. Well, don't listen. And then finally you get hit over the head with the two by four with like a message. So for me, in all honesty, I was struck. I was going through kind of, we'll say a dark night of the soul. Like I was struggling Um, with some challenges at the time. And I had prayed to God for guidance, right? I was like, if you've seen the movie Eat, Pray, Love, and Julie Roberts is on the living room floor and she's praying for guidance, that was me. And I 
just say like, I didn't get a message to go back to bed. My message that I received was live joy. Mm -hmm. And I heard it like so clearly just there. And I really didn't understand who was speaking to me, what was going on. I didn't know what the message meant. I didn't know what I was supposed to do about it. I didn't know how it was going to help the situation, but I knew pretty quickly, like the next day or thinking about it over the next 48 hours that it was really a wake up call, right? It was time for me to really take a hard look at my life and think about like, what would it be like to live joy? What does, what does that look like? What does that feel like? And that really started my whole quest. I need to figure out what it means to live joy. So that's how that mean for you. Oh, so like I have come to learn that well, all the sayings, right? Abundance is our birthright. Like we are all children of God. We are all children of the divine. And it's our birthright to live joyful, abundant, fulfilled lives. And it's really all that social conditioning that has led us to believe that, that, that I'm going to say we're not deserving, but we're, it's not a given, right? Mm-hmm. But the, truth of the matter is, is that we are all meant to have joyful, fulfilled lives. And I've also come to learn, and I I say, like, fulfillment is the guidepost that will lead you to where you need to be, like where you're meant to be. So if something feels good and it's fulfilling and it's joyful and it's beautiful, like, you're on the right path. We're not meant to live lives of struggle and strife. We're really not. No, I don't think so. And I think you're spot on with the fulfillment, because if we are looking at areas of fulfillment... We have a better understanding of what's going on and where we can increase our joy or increase our happiness, depending on that area that we're lacking fulfillment. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you're not a 10 out of 10, like I, if in life coaching, people use these wheels of life and circles of fulfillment and there's different categories of your life where you can kind of sit down and reflect on like, what am I out of a, out of a 10? How fulfilled am I in spirituality or my career or my family? And if you're not a 10 out of 10 on every spoke of that wheel, there's something blocking you mm-hmm. achieving 10 out of 10 or achieving abundance in that area. So it is a really good cue as to where you have healing, uh, you need healing or that you should, could be exploring more. And what advice would you give someone if they're not a 10 out of 10? Like, how do they even start approaching being coming fulfilled in that area? Sometimes if you're, let's say, lacking in relationships and you're, let's say, a four out of 10, but you don't even know where to begin, where what advice would you give someone to increase that level of fulfillment? That's a great question. Um so again, I, and I know you would agree, everything is energy. And um, the same kind of when you think about that circle of fulfillment, I find a lot of my clients have this experience where if you try to put a concentrated effort on improving one area of your life, another area of your life gets sabotaged. Fall apart, yeah. Fall apart. So maybe you do have make headway in finding a fulfilling relationship and you lose your job or, you know, it's just like, there's this weird balance that happens. And because everything is energy, I think most people in Western cultures, at least have never really learned how to expand their energy. So I say, we need to expand your circle of fulfillment. We can't just focus on one area. We need to learn how to 
work with energy and expand our energy. And the very, very first step that I know is the critical foundation to it all is learning to receive. Mm -hmm. I mean, not everybody might agree. They're like, well, you got to release things to be able to receive things. I'm like, "Mm." I know from my personal experience and what I've learned and what I've been teaching to my clients is like the breath work, nourishment, drinking water, Mm -hmm. like like every, every action you take to nourish yourself and we'll say self-care, but self-compassion, you're giving signs to the universe that you are open to receiving. And once you're open to receiving and you've mastered that, like the next steps releasing, transforming, creation, it all just flows so much easier. So if someone's having a hard time with receiving, what can they do to to start being okay with receiving? Because most people, we all are, very hard at receiving support or receiving in general or asking for support. So how would you suggest someone navigate that? Sure. Um, so the first thing I would suggest, um, like a little exercise in how open you are to receiving. And just think about the last time somebody offered you a compliment or tried to give you a gift and you feel awkward, right? Many of us feel awkward and uncomfortable if you're given a compliment. That's a sure sign that you're resistant to receiving. Mm-hmm. So just become aware And then it might be unfamiliar feeling to be open to receiving. And it's this process of, okay, I'm aware I'm feeling like this constriction or I'm holding my breath or I'm feeling awkward, right? Like I'm feeling this tension, just breathe through it. So first thing is mastering this conscious breathing, right? So again, in Western cultures, we breathe just enough to sustain ourselves. We We nourish ourselves to sustain ourselves, but really that conscious, purposeful breathing in, breathing out, the pure flow of it, you're receiving that breath, that energy from the universe, and then you're letting it out. And in moments of resistance, I like to do self-compassion. So I have a a process that I follow. where I do pull out kind of if I suspect that there's a wounded part or one of my bodies is is feeling um, less than what it should be, that I I send compassion to it. I'm so sorry you're feeling this way. I'm so sorry that you had this experience. And there's something magical about compassion. The energy mm-hmm. of compassion really just oh, it just it just breaks through all that resistance and heaviness yeah i think it it breaks the walls that we create for ourselves like we imprison ourselves and so when we are feeling bad i love that you're like i give myself compassion like what a simple easy thing to do but it's very hard for people to remind themselves to do that in that particular moment but it literally frees us from the jail that we create or the isolation that we create for ourselves that's causing us pain, causing us suffering. So I love that with the compassion. Yeah, for me, that was um, a key. Um, 
another kind of a lot of my healing clients that I work with, I do experience this resistance to healing, right? So we kind of will find that wounded part and and we're we're working and we're trying to understand the situation, but there's this resistance. They don't want to engage and there's it's just really hard to get their attention. And um, taking a moment, slow down, send this compassion, this compassion energy over. And it just, all of a sudden, it just changes the whole energy of the situation, right? And opens it to healing. It's beautiful. Yeah, I think it, even if it's not a drastic change, I think it's just, it, it brings in light. It brings in hope and it softens the energy, which I think is really important. Yeah, I like that, soften the energy. I yeah. like that. Yeah. So now your background isn't like super spiritual. It's no. your scientist. Yes. Um, so uh, like I took a science degree in university. I have a master's of science in immunology and molecular biology. And um, I've worked as a, a research scientist. I used to make fish vaccines. I... Um, Fish vaccines? To make fish vaccines. What a fascinating thing to create. <laughs> yeah, uh, fish get sick. Yes, they do. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I, I own another company besides my coaching company. I own a medical technology company called StepScan. And uh, it's been an amazing journey. And, um, but the spiritual awakening, of course, is, is, leading me down a different path. And so I run both businesses right now, but really the, the midterm goal, short-term goal is to transition out of my med tech business so I can spend more time coaching and doing the spiritual healings that I just absolutely love doing. So it's a huge shift for me, right? Big shift. Yeah. Big, big, big transitions. Yeah. And, you know, in hindsight, I look back and I, People are like, well, when's the first time you really realized that you had any kind of your clairs ticking or anything? And I always say, you know, I was in, I grew up Catholic and um, I remember being in catechism class and I remember the teacher saying just stuff about God that like, you know, the traditional Catholic, like you got to obey and you got to obey your parents and and I just remember thinking, he's got it all wrong. God is loving. God would never do or or put any of these burdens on us that they were talking about. And I might have been 10 years old. I didn't really know what to do with the information, but I remember that so clearly, like just thinking, this guy's got it all wrong. Yeah. And then just kind of going about my day, right? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it was a big pivotal point for you in your life to remember a, a figure, um, an authority figure saying something that you knew wasn't your truth. And yeah. I think that sometimes organized religion, because we do have a lot of people um, that have either come from organized religion and they're on their spiritual path or some people still practice organized religion, and I don't think there's anything wrong with organized religion. The thing that I don't like is when something doesn't feel truthful for that person, and it goes against their own soul's evolution is where we get caught up. And I love at 10 years old, you clearly knew that that wasn't your 
truth. And I, I also agree. Like, I don't think there's a wrathful God. I just don't, that's not something I believe in. I don't, it's not something I participate in because I believe that the universe serves you exactly what it is that you're asking for. So if you want a wrathful God, there will be a wrathful God. If you want a love, compassion universe, the universe will give you that. We are meant to have bad experiences. And when I mean bad experiences, I mean life challenging experiences, meaning we evolve from those experiences. So we learn and we evolve and we are able to move forward with whatever it is that we got out of that experience. But there's nothing that's about wrath that is meant to be punishing or harmful. I agree. And I just wish, um, and I know it's possible but I wish more people would understand that the pen, pendulum doesn't have to go that far, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like we don't have to have, like duality, like to experience love, you don't have to swing the pendulum all the way to the other side and have a horrible zero out of 10 experience to experience a 10 out of 10 experience. I just feel like there's energetically that pendulum doesn't need to uh, swing that far. It can yeah. just- There's balance. Right? But a lot of people- seem to expect or just anticipate that that is the way it works so one of the things i would really like to call um yeah just call a a mistruth i guess that the pendulum doesn't have to you don't have to suffer to have joy no absolutely not and i do think like in terms of organized religion, there are some really beautiful messages that are supportive and they are truthful. And I, I'm a big believer, just take what supports you and leave behind the rest. And 100%. same thing for this podcast, whatever supports you, take it. And whatever doesn't feel right, leave it behind because it's not meant for you in that particular moment, or it's not meant for you ever. And that's okay too. And that's the beauty of having a spiritual practice, isn't it? Because your discernment, your ability to discern truth from something that's not true to you, at least, becomes really clear. And it's really beautiful to be able to just think about something and close your eyes and say, how true does this feel for me? No, this is not something that resonates with me, right? So you can discard it. And the things that resonate with you, you can keep and add them into your toolbox. And yeah. But I think there's so many messages out there, like so many messages out there around anything. It could be around food. It can be around diet. It can be around exercise. I mean, we're constantly changing what is appropriate and what's not appropriate based on research and data or some person just making a video that went viral and all of a sudden people are starting to do these crazy things that are not healthy or they are healthy, whatever it is based on trend that's happening. So it's just fascinating. I think discernment, like you were saying, is really, really important. Yes. And that's probably one of my favorite um, results for my own spiritual awakening is I say my bullshit button is we're operating at a hundred percent, right? Like I just... I'm like, nope, yes, nope, doesn't resonate, yes. Like I'm I'm pretty quick and I I I mean everybody has the ability, they just need to practice a bit, but that's a bit have to be willing to follow through. Absolutely, right? Yeah. So right, we talk about divine timing, but 
yeah, again, even discerning the timing of something, right? Is is the timing now? Is the timing, do I need to sit and reflect on this a little bit? Um, who does this impact? You know, what am I going to do with this? What's the outcome? Just, and there's so much you can do with it. Yeah, I like, you know, with the discernment, you're getting yes, no, yes, do that. And then there's the discernment and the opportunity to follow through on that guidance that you're getting too. Because if you don't follow through, because sometimes people get so confused, like, yes, I'm getting a no on this, but I really want to do it. Well, there's a million reasons why you might be getting the no on it. And some of them you might not be considering why you're getting a no on it. And I think that that's really important too, as a part of our awakening process is having that trust and I'm getting the no, let's not do that. Or I'm getting a yes, let's jump in. Yeah. And it goes the other way too. So there was one other significant message I received and it was a couple of years ago now, and I'm only taking action on it today. Like now mm-hmm. it was um, sell your business. Yeah. And it that's was- scary. Right. And I thought, why would I do that? <laughs> so not knowing at the time that I was going to open this Love Joy coaching business and and how fulfilling that would be. Not that the other part wasn't. It's just I feel like maybe I've outgrown it. And so I have hired uh, a firm to um, take that company to market. Right. So that's really exciting. Yeah. Maybe- last year because I didn't have enough clarity about where I was headed at that moment but that I haven't forgotten like I heard that message and I wrote it down in my journal and uh just kind of watching and waiting and seeing about the divine timing of things and that is now that's perfect I think that you know we get messages and sometimes it takes us a while to take action on it and also I think that there's that where you might get a message, that does not mean you take action on it immediately. Sometimes we do need to do our research or get our ducks in a row, depending on what that is. I think spirit sometimes tells us like, hey, this is something to start to consider. Because I know like for me, I've been told things and it's taken me four (laughs) years or 10 years, or sometimes it only takes me one minute. So it just depends on what it is. But if you're receiving guidance, it's something to consider. And then if you're receiving guidance and you haven't taken action on it, it's something to reconsider if it's still in alignment for you to do that. And definitely, Crystal, it's in alignment for you to do where yes. you're going. Yeah. And, you know, and I think too, like that message, like selling a business isn't the same as selling a house. You don't just hire a realtor and stick a sign on your lawn and, you know, show people. It's just a completely different experience. It does require some planning and thought. So. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, and then there's the the piece of your blood, sweat, and tears that go into it. So yes, absolutely. Thank you for acknowledging that because again, right? And and I think there's a traditional approach to these kinds of businesses that you you start up, it's a startup, you grow it, you scale it, you exit, and you exit completely from the business. So but you know, another perspective, right? So that's the beauty, like. I don't have to sell my business to move into another business. Tons of people hire general managers to run their businesses and they don't actually work in operations. So it's just all of a sudden there was all these beautiful options that were available to me and and I energetically tune into them and figure out which ones felt good, which ones didn't feel good and just be open to 
the possibilities. Yeah, and I think that too, part of it is we put blood, sweat, and tears into different projects in our life. And it could be work, it could be a house, it could be whatever. But then there's at some point in time in your life, there's going to be a time where that chapter closes. Mm-hmm. And some of us hang on to the chapter way longer than it wants to be open. Some of us close it way sooner than it should be closed. And then there's that sweet spot of closing the chapter when we're guided to close it, even if there's tears involved. And so I love that you're listening and you're preparing to do that because from my experience, something bigger and better is going to come from closing that chapter. Yes. Um, You know, there's bittersweet moments in life, right? Mm -hmm. So and that's not a bad thing. It's it's change. It might be unfamiliar, might be a little bit scary, but um, this is bittersweet for me. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you excited about moving into this year with coaching and the awakening? Like, where do you see like the energy of the collective consciousness going and how are you navigating that? Yeah. So I've been doing one-on-one coaching for a few years now and spiritual healings. And um, I'm ready to kind of move into a group coaching format. So I have built a program, I am divinely guided to build a course. So I've built the course, but then I decided, I don't really want to sell a course, or I just I want to be a part of the journey of my clients, right? So it didn't feel aligned to me to put a course online and let people run through it on their own without a lot of guidance. So it it just did not feel right. So I've kind of created this spirit joy group coaching program where the course is just in there as some core curriculum for them to work through, give them that really good foundation. And then I am there. That's where I'm hanging out. I'm hanging out. I call it the Lingerlust Lounge. It's a place where you can journey within. It's a place where I can be there to support. And I I think that's where I'm meant to be, right? In this group where I can hang out with women who are going through spiritual awakenings and maybe you're confused. And I just want this safe place. I didn't have anybody until I met you, actually, Amy. And like my spiritual awakening was super confusing and I had no background at all. So I was really green. And I just, I want anybody who's maybe in the spiritual closet or, having a spiritual awakening or feeling confused about who they are and who they're meant to be, to have a safe place where they can explore their authentic self. They Mm -hmm. can ask questions and just be lovingly guided through whatever they're experiencing. Yeah. And I think that I love that you said like, it's confusing. It really is confusing, especially when you're going through that dark night of the soul or you're, when you're going through the dark night of the soul, what happens is you're you start seeing things in a completely different perspective and that can mess up your world, mess it up in such a beautiful, chaotic way, but it, it really has you questioning what is true, what is not true, because that's part of the dark night of the soul is understanding truth. And so I love that you've created this. I know you have a free masterclass. We will have the link to your free masterclass um, in our show notes or descriptions or on our website. We have everything on the website for our blog, for 
the show. So you can go to the website for that, click the links in the description or show notes. Um, tell everybody what the free masterclass is. Okay, sure. Yeah, so um, I put together a masterclass with the intent of kind of letting people know who I am and my approach to coaching, my approach to spirituality. And um, and based on my belief that, again, like we are all children of the divine and what we deserve in life is complete fulfillment and abundance. So the masterclass is how to create the fulfilled life you're always destined to live because we have all been destined to live fulfilled, joyful lives. So there's a blend of life coaching and a blend of spirituality, you know, psychology that um, definitely talks about energy medicine and um, just how to incorporate those things into your life so that you can be open to creating a better life for yourself. I love that. So if you guys are interested in joining the free masterclass, the link is on our website, themeerobeson.com backslash podcast. You can find the episode blog, or you'll find it in the show notes as well to sign up for the free masterclass. Yeah. Well, because it was so nice chatting with you today. I so appreciate you coming on and sharing about your awakening and everything else we chatted about today. Yes. Time flies, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you like and subscribe and we will see you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. Yay, you've made it to the end of the show. That shows me that you are committed to evolving and creating the life you truly love and desire. I'm so excited to be on this journey with you. Make sure you click the subscribe button so you don't miss a thing. We have shows going out semi-weekly and also please leave an honest review. I would greatly appreciate it if you did. If you'd like to receive a free gift from me, head on over to theimmyrobeson.com, theimmyrobeson.com. Claim your free gift. You'll also find that link in the show notes. I'm sending you lots and lots and love and light. Many blessings to you, my friend. Bye.